Hello, Mama. Welcome to Once Upon a Time, Mama. My name is Amanda Mukwena and it's story time. If you don't know about the podcast, this is where we have conversations about motherhood with different mothers sharing their stories live or sharing their stories via email or WhatsApp. We then further uh, share their stories with the other moms. So today we will be sharing Kaylin Dalian's story, one of our preemie moms. Um, she will be sharing her journey of giving birth um, at 27 weeks. Uh, so let's get straight into it, Mama. Uh, dear uh, Mama, my name is Kaylin Dalian. On the morning of January 11, 2015, I took a photo of my growing belly sticking out of my onesie. I was a few days from entering my third trimester, and other than the nausea, I felt amazing. Any superficial insecurities I had were erased by the new form of of my body was taking and the feeling that I was doing what I was supposed to do. How quickly things can change. Later that day, my back started to ache, but I assumed that was normal part of pregnancy. I was getting uh, late and I was tired. If I could uh, if I could close my eyes and sleep, I knew I would feel better in the morning. I would make one last trip to the bathroom then I would go to bed. In the bathroom I called my boyfriend. I'm bleeding. He raced us to the hospital in what seemed like record time. The drive was a blur. I remember focusing on the grip my hand had on the passenger side door. The back ache turning into a much more severe pain. The hospital felt quiet and huge. Checking into labor and delivery, I fumbled to find my health card while telling the nurses I was 27 weeks and 5 days pregnant and bleeding. I passed my wallet over to my boyfriend to find my card as they told me to come with them. The nurses were calm. I felt lost. They connected me to a fetal Doppler and we heard uh, my baby's heartbeat. Healthy, strong heartbeat. A wave of relief came over me. Even though the pain was getting worse, I assumed everything was going to be okay. The doctor arrived and did a quick exam, um, exam sorry, um, informing me that my membranes were ruptured. What does that mean? You're seven centimeters dilated. What does that mean? You're in labor. <laughs> I think my body went into shock. They were going to try to slow down labor. But there was no stopping it. My baby was born less than 10 minutes after I was admitted into hospital. There was no connection between my my body and brain at the point. But I do remember hearing the faint sound of my baby's cry before they wixed her off. My body had failed us. That's all I remembered saying to myself. And to my baby. Failed us, failed you, and now we were there with all two pounds, 14 ounces of you fighting for your life. Does he have a name? The doctor asked us, myself and my boyfriend. 
We thought we had three more months to figure that out. It wasn't until the early hours of the morning that my boyfriend turned to me and said, his name is Shemaine. I mean, her name is Shemaine. You had cruised on into our lives and whatever was to lie ahead, you were going to cruise through that as well. Shortly after my baby was born, they they brought my boyfriend back to see me and my baby. He took a photo of our baby to bring back to me. As I wasn't allowed to leave the delivery uh, bed until nurses were, were sure I was physically and emotionally stable enough to move. The photo was, the photo of my baby was perfect. Tiny body lying in a Ziploc bag. The most medically advanced way to keep your body temperature regulated, my baby. You had your tongue sticking out, your big personality already shining through. This is me speaking to the photo, to my baby. Your eyes were almost completely fused and your ears still stuck to the side of your head. You had wires connecting to various parts of your body to measure your heart and respiratory rates as well as oxygen saturation. My baby was going to be tube fed for the unforeseeable future. And my baby's face... My baby wore the tiniest little mask to help get oxygen and pressure into her little underdeveloped lungs. By the time I was willed into to see that mask was switched to incubation because my baby's lungs and body were too tiny to breathe on their own, we would soon find out you had pulmonary Homage, a bleed in your lungs. I was devastated. Looking at my baby, I felt sad knowing that my baby is lying on machines and strangers to keep keep her alive. All things that I should have been doing. A nurse asked if I wanted to touch her arm. I must have had a terrified look at my in my eyes. She assured me that it was okay. I was to touch you with a firm touch, not a stroke you softly as your skin was so thin that rubbing would be painful and damaging. My baby's hand covered my fingernail and not much else. We thought your hair, my baby, was dark, but after you had a sponge bath and the blood was washed off the head to show your beautiful blonde hair. In your first 24 hours, we received an overload information and possibilities and gave consent of you to receive blood transfusion. That's the worst. We familiarized, familiarized ourselves with the protocol of entering the NICU and learned to wash our hands with surgical precision every day at 10.49 p.m. until the day you were discharged. My baby could celebrate having made it through another day. We weren't told much about what to expect and we encouraged not to focus on the future, but just to process what is going on now.
We celebrated a lot those early days. Every milestone was a miracle. Your first bowel movement, the first time you wore clothes, every every ounce or pounds or, you know, kg you gained the first time you took a bottle, the first time I nursed, the biggest uh, was the first time I held my baby. My baby, nine days old, still intubated, but stable enough to move. I was so nervous. And my baby had wires and tubes everywhere. I sat eagerly waiting for them to pick my baby up. It took two nurses, one um, to hold um, and one to bring all the tubes and wires. As as my baby lay on my chest, a wave of emotion spilled from me, but I remained still, too scared to move even the slightest and have a tube come out of place. That moment was perfect. Every moment I held my baby was perfect. Together, our bodies sank. You erased all my fears, my baby, and made the chaos around us disappear. Lying on me, you would take um, cues from my body with the rise and fall of my chest, your breathing Uh, would regulate, your oxygen saturation would improve and your heart rate would steady. This is a conversation mom has with baby. As a family, we began to navigate this crazy life in the NICU. Every morning I would drop off an insulated bag with my pumped breast milk to be fed by tube until my baby developed the sac or swallow reflex full-term babies are born with. Before feeding my baby, I would clean my hands, face, using small um, you know, cloths, pads, soaked into the Sarah water to wipe your eyes and a soaked Q-tip to freshen your mouth. <sighs> my baby, we would take your temperature, myself and your dad, in your armpit and then rotate the location of your oxygen saturation monitor probe, alternating hands and feet. Every time we change your diaper, we weighed it before disposing it to keep track of fluid intake and elimination. On the the nights you received a bath, we would wait until in the evening when it was quieter. We would fill a small steel bowl with lukewarm water and remove all connections to monitors. This being the most nerve-wracking, stressful time, I'm telling you. With one hand remaining under your head and body, we would place you in water and put a cloth on your belly to help you keep you warm. You loved and still do. You loved my baby. Your bath time. Nurses would often comment on how usually calm um, my baby was in water. Your little eyes looking up at us, you enjoyed every minute of your spa time as we gently massaged your head with soap. All of this began to be normal, our normal. 
when we were big enough to wear clothes, I felt like any other mom picking out her son's or I mean daughter, sorry, adorable tiny outfits. Slowly, IVFs and tubes started to disappear and you gained um, a few kgs, you know, were gained. The tiny hole in your heart, although it didn't close, became small enough not to be a concern. My baby's lungs stepped, stopped bleeding, bleeding Sorry, and after 11 days, you were able to graduate from incubation to a conscious positive airway pressure machine. After another four weeks, you were breathing fully on your own. Yay. Your spells, apnea, apnea accompanied by bradycardia, with low blood oxygen levels stopped and you were wind of caffeine, your feeding tube was removed and you were fed exclusively by bottle or breast. It took me 80 days, but finally came home. All 10 tiny fingers and toes home at last where we belonged. So mama, if you are a NICU mama or a NICU mom, please don't give up. Your story isn't an easy one, but it's yours and it's made it's made you or it made you who you are today. So to us, it's perfect. So mama, thank you so much for listening. And next time I'll be sharing my story and giving you my journey um, of uh, becoming a NICU mama or rather my birthing experience um, as a NICU mom. So thank you so much for tuning in, Mama. Please continue sharing your stories. And thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Ta-da!